Hello everyone, this is Tony Kramer, product specialist with RDO Equipment Company, and you are listening to the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Thanks for joining us on the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 48, and today we are going to be continuing our discussion about the John Deere Field Connect system that we started talking about in episode 47. Before we get started, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook and Twitter and catch up on our latest videos packed full of information on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K. Whether you've been a regular listener of the podcast or you've only listened to a few episodes, we'd love to hear your feedback. Consider leaving us a review for the podcast on iTunes. You can also leave us a review on your iPhone or iPad if you use Apple's podcasting app. We take your feedback seriously, so not only will it allow us to continue improving the podcast, but it will also help future listeners find this content as you rate us. So go out there and give us a review. Now, as I said earlier, this episode is an extension of episode 47, where we were talking about the Field Connect hardware. So if you missed that episode, I, I suggest you go back, listen to episode 47, get caught up on what the Field Connect hardware is. And then this episode, we are going to be diving in deeper to the Field Connect data and how we're going to interpret that and how we can make educated decisions off of that data. So today I'm really excited to welcome Aaron Hightower to the show, who is an agronomist with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Aaron. To get started, I'd really like to learn a little bit more about you and your background and how you got involved in this industry. So uh, my again, my name is Aaron Hightower. I'm with the Northwest area of RDO Equipment, so I represent those stores in Washington, Oregon, and Montana. And I started into agriculture just like everyone else living on a farm. I have a master's degree in agriculture from Washington State University. I've also certified crop advisor, and I've had 11 years of agronomy experience, both in writing farm management plans and best management plans, and now working for RDO. Great. It sounds like you got a bit of knowledge and like you said, 11 years of agronomy experience and background. Really excited to have someone like you a part of the team with all this uh, knowledge and experience. So getting into the podcast, like I said in the introduction, we had Chip on in episode 47 and he really talked about the Field Connect hardware. Now there's two parts to this Field Connect thing where we have the system, we have the hardware, but now we need to learn how to interpret the data. And that's where you come in, Aaron. I know you've been working with this these systems since you joined the team with RDO Equipment Company. So getting started with the most obvious one of them all, the soil moisture, tell our listeners a little bit about the data that can be collected. Well, the soil moisture probes are probably one of the most innovative ones that I've seen. Uh, before working for RDO, I worked with 
irrigation water management in farm plants. And I have never seen something quite as easy to read and interpret as the Field Connect in, in my entire career. I just was blown away when I started working for RDO and saw what you can get with these program with this program. The soil and moisture probes, I mean, the, what I really enjoy about that is they do break it down by the inches so you can re- really be reading to your root zone and where you want your root zone to grow to. This allows producers to see the depths that your crop's working on, and it's updated every 30 minutes. So as you're going through a growing day, or especially in the early stages of crop development, where the growth is substantial, you can be making sure that those roots are reaching down to get their water and nutrients, which is going to make a more vigorous plant. And it really, it really hit home with the example that Chip showed last week with the citrus grower who was able to survive a really bad year where everyone surrounding him was having to replant mostly because not only was he watering the right time at the right place, but he was making those roots search down, which makes a more vigorous plant. Another thing I really like about our soil moisture monitoring program that we have is that you can take notes on the graph as you're going along. We have a some line graph, a some graph and a line graph. And on both of those, as you're going along, you can make notes such as watering when you were spraying chemicals, all, all that jazz. So you can see how your plant reacted to every single thing you do. The limit of your ability to manage and view data in the system is limited only by how much you want to, how much you want to work with. I really, also one of the things I really enjoy is that it is calibrated data. And that is the absolute thing that I found the most interesting about Field Connect is that it is data that's calibrated to your soil type. It's calibrated to what's going on in the microclimate of that field. It's calibrated into inches. So you're reading inches. You're not reading some obscure number that you have to multiply by derivative to get to number of inches of water in that field. That says inches. So you're able to just quickly read it and see how much water your field needs. It's great to hear you say how simple the data viewability and interpretation is. I know a lot of guys look at the data of the Field Connect soil moisture probe and they get kind of scared. But like you said, once you kind of dig into it and you kind of understand what you're looking at, it is very simple. And to hear it coming from you, the fact that you've dealt with other water management systems, it's great to know that we have a very user-friendly platform with that soil moisture monitoring. Moving on to the leaf wetness sensor that Chip had talked to us about, how, what kind of data do we get off that and how can we interpret that? So leaf, the leaf wetness is a very interesting component of the Field Connect. It's a, basically a, 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 for lack of better terms, a fake leaf that you put into your canopy or your growing system. Maybe not as usable in things like wheat or your, your grass type, but very useful in things with canopies. He, he po- pointed out potatoes. I would also say most tree crops could be using this, beans, peas, all, all that all that jazz. And it, what it allows, it allows for a couple different things. It allows you to monitor your evaporating rate. 
which can really help you watch your your stress levels. Some of those plants you want to absolutely not stress. And then you've got things like wine grapes where you want a specific amount of stress. And you could be watching that, that leaf wetness uh, index to see how stressed is my canopy. The other thing I really like about the leaf wetness, it is absolutely pivotal for disease and pest management watching that moisture if you especially things like mildews molds rots you can be watching how moist is my canopy and is this creating the perfect environment for things like the different spores but also you know some pests love or hate humidity so it's really important to watch that leaf wetness because that can help you deter or watch you you watch your pest management levels to even keep keep your spraying precise to when those critters are going to be out in the field. That's a great multiple examples of what can be done with that leaf wetness. I know a lot of guys are kind of looking at it like, well, what is that going to be used for? But there's definitely, as you just explained, many uses for it. Going on to the temperature probe or the temperature sensor, I know there's multiple uses for that. So why don't you dig into that one a little bit? Yeah, that's kind of interesting too. So we have two temperature nodes, basically one in the soil. So you're measuring soil temperature and one in the ambient air temperature. Soil temperature is almost always uh, less reactive than ambient temperature. So that's going to be a more steady temperature, but you can be watching that because when you get temperatures too high or too low, that's where you have soil borne illnesses and, and certain soil reactants. And also things like a wire worm where they're, they're going to be pouring into that soil at temp- certain temperatures. The soil versus ambient temperature is great for reacting to growing degree days, knowing how that growing degree day is reacting towards your individual microclimate growing degree day really depends by what crop you have and what diseases, pests, and and what management you're needing to be managing. And it really determines also evaporation rates. As you're you're doing your sprinkler development and, and watering development, you can be watching your evaporation rate depending on both that ambient temperature and that soil temperature because that may change even if your ambient temperature is high if you if you have humidity that may not be evaporating as quickly and you can be watching that through the temperature changes I'm sure many of our listeners have the same awestruck face right now as I do. You wouldn't think that temperature would be that big of a factor, but as you just explained, there's many, many reasons to be concerned about temperature. Now, going on to the wind speed sensor, we all know there's definite need and use for wind speed sensors out there in the ag industry. Tell us a little bit about the data that comes off of that. So wind speed is near and dear to my heart here in the Pacific Northwest and especially in the Columbia Basin where I've established most of my career. Wind is a big thing. So it's really important to watch your wind speeds for a couple different reasons. Automatically, most of us go towards our spraying for a reason to watch wind speed, which is definitely true. You you don't want to spray something and have it end up on the neighbor's property. And while wind speed is very general, if you have a field that is in a draw, 
or on the top of a ridge, those two fields will have very different wind speeds. So if you had a protected field, if you don't have a wind speed directly in that field, you may be losing good data to be managing off of. The other thing that I think most people don't think about with wind speed is how it affects your soil moisture in two different ways. First off, if you're applying irrigation and you've got a high wind speed, less of that water is going to end up where we want it, which is in the plant root zone. More of it's going to end up in ambient, basically creating creating humidity. And the other thing is, as, as you've got wind speed that dries out your crops faster, so you're going to need to water more often, maybe right after a wind event than before a wind event, if you didn't have a wind event at that same time. And you're going to have to manage your irrigation so that If you do have wind, either you're not applying your water right then or you're applying a little more to counteract the amount that is going to be whisked away with with a high wind speed. And that's higher wind speeds, obviously, not four knot winds. We're talking, you know, much higher winds, but still something we have to consider during growing year because we all experience at least a couple windy days during your growing season. The last sensor on our list here is the rain gauge. That one's kind of obvious, but there's definitely use to that data. How can the growers use that? You know, one of the things that it frustrates me most as I was starting my early career before irrigation water management became very extensive in the Columbia Basin, because we do use irrigation water management extensively here, was the set it and forget it mentality. Oh, I water every two days. Well, we don't get a lot of moisture in our in our area during the growing season, but when we do, there's no reason to be adding water to it. We need to let the plant use that or at least, you know, augment less during that raining season. So you get in the Midwest where you get a little more rain, if I'm not mistaken, during the growing season, then you're really having to react with that water and so that you're not over applying water because over applied water is not only wasting the electricity putting that water on the field and wasting the water but also your plant nutrients go along with that water when you overwater so it is as imperative as ever to to make sure that you're accounting for any rain that may have come along now back in episode 47 chip talked about being able to view this data on the computer or the app So we get the data into, whether it be uh, online, the website, or we, we go on our phone app, how do the growers, how do the farmers out there interpret that data when it comes back to them in, in the website or the app? Uh, And that's a very good question. Data is only as good as you utilize it in agriculture. So, you know, you can have all the data in the world if you're not looking at it and and reacting with it, then it's kind of a waste of time and money. So the first thing you do is you kind of watch it for a day or two and it's not reacting correctly. You check and make sure that that soil is correct that texturing is correct or or just play with it a little bit and get it to the what you think might be the correct texture because that will affect your whole season of looking at this data the other thing is ensuring that your false point what we term as our full point or the point that we put on the graph is correct and it's not only correct for your soil type and maybe your crop, but also the growing stage of your crop. Early vegetative stages, as an example, when you're still establishing that crop, the full point needs to be somewhere around 5 to 10% below field capacity. 
So you're not saturating your soil, but you're getting it pretty full. But as you go along through later stages, like the mature maturation and the pre-harvest stage, you can be going 30 to 40% of your field capacity. So, you know, knowing that stage and where to set your full point for that stage, and also being aware that full point does not need to be stationary. You need to be changing it as you're going through not only the cropping life stages, but also where you want to stress a crop. I, I, I'm kind of going back to wine grapes. You know, you really want to stress that at a certain time to get those sugars high. And that's true for many crops where you either want to stress it at the right time or you want, there are times where you cannot stress it at all. And that's where you need to be changing those full points. One of the innovative things about the John Deere Field Connect is that you need to be working with your agronomists or your provider, your nutrient provider to be setting that information, but it is adaptive to going through the growing season. So you just kind of led me into my next question about all these different settings that you have, utilizing that data, interpreting it properly, and then making that educated decision. So farmers and agronomists working together. So between utilizing that data, interpreting it properly, making the educated decisions, and then working with your agronomist, how does that all work together? Well, your agronomist needs to be on the forefront of, of getting this information or working with this information. Um, it, and the nice thing, the thing I like about Field Connect is you can invite other people to be looking at that data with you. So you, you just go into the Field Connect website and you can invite somebody to view this data. And, and that way that agronomist doesn't even need to be in your office to be looking and watching that data. But it's really important to be speaking with your agronomist before the growing season even started about, okay, where do we want to stress this and what are the temperatures and the water points that we need to be watching? Any information that shows a plant responding to an input is important to agronomists and farmers working together. And that's the nice thing. The thing I love about Field Connect, because we pick up information every half hour, you watch those plants take up water. We have what's called a stair step view when you see your plants doing a little stair step of water uptake that means that they're actively growing and searching for that water and that's a really good sign and knowing how to interpret that with your agronomist helps and and it can really help in making decisions even on the fly issues that we've had for instance almost every western state has had a state of drought at some point in the last five years. And in the case of Washington state, we actually had a few junior water rights turned off for 60 and 90 days in the middle of the growing season a couple of years ago. Having proper data where you were watching that plant and making sure that you're supplementing the best you could early in the season. So they had deep roots that were going to take up that moisture down closer to the end of their, of their root zone was imperative to surviving situations like that. And that's where you and your agronomist can be working together, even in states of emergency, to making sure those plants are growing the best that we can make it happen. That's a really good point that you bring up, Aaron, the fact that it's not just a it's not just a weather station or a system that you put in the field and, and as you say, set it and forget it. It's really something that you can utilize as a tool all season long, as well as interpreting that data after the season to make educated decisions for the next season. So 
any of our listeners that want to learn more about the Field Connect system or how to better interpret the Field Connect data, where can they go? Who can they talk to? Well, you can definitely go to rdoequipment.com, our, our website, and, and be kind of looking at our general information. And then, of course, go to your local RDO equipment store, and you could be working with your product specialists to build that program. And we work very well with your agronomist, so you can we can be having a large group discussion about what this means to you and your your exact field and your exact issues. I would just like to thank you, Aaron, for sitting down with me and having this discussion about the Field Connect data and how we can interpret it. Thanks again for coming in, Aaron. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Nate Dorsey. Visit rdoequipment.com slash podcast to listen to new episodes and catch up on any that you've missed. You can also listen and subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Android devices so that you'll never miss out on the latest news and technology from RDO Equipment and John Deere. If you really like this podcast, please share it on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any of the other social media platforms that you are using. You can also connect with me on Twitter at RDO Tony K. That's at R-D-O-T-O-N-Y-K where you can tweet me questions, episode feedback, or ideas for future topics to cover. Please join us next time on the Agriculture Technology Podcast.